Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Cale Brown. Now, I didn't play a doctor on TV, but I will prescribe Brandon's buzz for... Absolutely. Anybody who wants to know what's really going on. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. This is Taylor Dane, and you are listening to the one and only Brandon Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. This is Linda Dano. I'm on Brandon's Buzz, and I have to tell you, what a fun hour I just had. Ah. This is a great kid with a wonderful heart and soul. You listen every day. I know I will. Hey, hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you are checking out Brandon's Buzz right now. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big. I'm live and kicking on Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Dave Romero, and you're going to love buzzing with Brandon's Buzz. Hey guys, welcome back to Brandon's Buzz. I am Brandon. It is Wednesday, February 20th, 2013, 10 p.m. in the east, 7 p.m. back west, and I am thrilled as hell to be back with you after a bit of a hiatus, and doubly thrilled because I'm back with one of my favorite people on the whole damn planet. You all know how ferociously I adore the exquisite Linda Dano, who of course rose to fame as the wacky, wonderful Felicia Gallant on the classic soap Another World, and later as Dr. Ray Cummings on all of the ABC soaps. She, of course, is now a mainstay of the home shopping channel QVC, where she's back tomorrow afternoon after taking a bit of a hiatus herself with the latest iteration of her phenomenally successful and popular line of home decor accessories. And when I found out that she was coming back to QVC, I reached out and implored her to also come back here for her sixth appearance on this show to tell us all about why she's been gone from our lives for an excruciating year, as well as how she feels about the imminent returns of All My Children and One Life to Live, how she survived the wicked weather that has ravaged her part of the country this winter, and why a certain PBS series might just be the greatest soap opera of all time. Yes, I think that's it, too. I'm (laughs) sure it is. Right. How was your holidays? Uh, You know what? It was very good. It was great. Yes, it snowed a little bit. I had bronchitis, and they sent me to bed. So everything that I had planned in the holidays I really didn't do, except for dinner... Christmas Day, but I must say I was so thrilled when everyone left (laughs) (laughs) because I was feeling so poorly. And then, of course, I don't know if you know this, before Christmas, just before Christmas, I had to say goodbye to my beloved Bo. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, and that didn't help with the holiday spirit. Talk about the worst time of year for something like that to happen. Oh, yeah, you know. And then, of course, I think... Everyone was so deeply affected by what happened in Newtown, Connecticut. It was just such a horrific thing and 
so completely sad, and especially right at Christmas. And, you know, it was difficult. That was a difficult thing. And oh. it put a pail over the whole holiday season. Sure. How could it not? <laughs> right. You know, the, the last time you were here, uh, I believe Hurricane Irene had just blown through, and yeah. you had that awful, that awful snowstorm in the fall with all yeah. the leaves still on yeah. the trees. And oh yeah, well, and you too, for eight thousand dollars, can clean up your property. <laughs> right. And, and now you're recovering from another damned hurricane and and what they were calling the blizzard of the country. So how are things the, with you? What's really interesting is I I had to hire a new plow guy because I have a very very long driveway because my house sits way back so I hired this new guy and he did such a job on my driveway he just ruined it it's going to cost me so much money to fix because down the middle of the driveway is grass because this is an old farmhouse and um, I was so upset with this and I didn't call him I didn't call him for days and days because I just couldn't bear to talk to him I was so mad at him and so I finally called and said, this may not seem like any special house to you. I mean, it's just a job. I sure. understand that. Sure. But for me, it is so deep in tradition and history and my husband. And I just have to fire you. I just can't have you come back. Oh my God. So I did that. And then I finally hired another guy who seemingly said, oh, I'm the best you've ever seen. He didn't even plow the driveway. He was plowing grass. Uh, It it was so awful, it took me six hours to get out of my driveway to go into New York last Sunday. Mm. I missed the event I was supposed to go to. You know who Ricky Paul Golden is? Sure, yeah. The actor? Yeah. Well, he's he's been a dear, dear, like a kid to me. Anyway, he was having this premiere on Sunday. We were going. Viv and I were going. I couldn't get out of my driveway. Oh. <laughs> I missed the whole thing. He called me and said, I'll send a car for you. I said, sweetheart, if you send a car, it will only make me and the car now stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help me. <laughs> it was a complete disaster. But I finally got out. So I have now, I'm about to pick up the phone, and I'm about to fire that man. <laughs> I've never fired two people in a month in my entire life. That is crazy. It's, it's not what I do. <laughs> you know, God forbid you don't like me. But I'm so horrified what these two men have done to my driveway that if I have to get out there with a snowblower, that's what I'll do. <laughs> It'll take me a week. But, but you know, I can hey. I can totally visualize this because you're such a perfectionist that I can just see you just in, in oh. hysterics over this. Oh, my God. I Like you had killed my firstborn. I was completely devastated. I I went out and thought, how could he drive away seeing all these clumps of grass that he just ripped out of the ground? You'd think he'd be smart enough to pick it up. He didn't. Oh. He just left it. Oh, of course, every time I drove in and out, it would just make me sick. So, no, this is this is not this winter is not going well for oh. me. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm back on QVC, which I'm very happy about. You know, excited. your fans, me included, have been going crazy not having a chance to get our Linda Dano fix oh, for over a year now. No. The last time I was on QVC, I think, was last April. So it's been a very interesting end of year, and now I have jumped in. In the beginning of the year, I just jumped in head first. I've been all over the place. So it's good for me. You know, it's good for me. How many times can I watch the same Frasier show? You know? I mean, I know the dialogue now. I can do the dialogue before they do. Uh, are you at liberty to speak about why there's been such a such a gap in your appearances? I mean, has it been by choice, or ha- were there other factors? Um, it's what, what, been by what? choice. I was very unhappy with the things that had come in that were going to be in the fall lineups. 
I was not happy at all, and I pulled the plug on everything. Wow. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to put my name on this. I can't. My audience that watches me and buys from me trusts me, and I, I can't. I can't do this. This is so not right. So Can you say exactly uh, what it was that wasn't right? I mean, can you? Product, all the product. Enough of the product that it wouldn't make a show. So I said to Vivian, I, there's only one thing we can do. Why are they doing Because I am not going to go and sell my soul to the devil. I'm not. And tell people, oh, this is great, when in fact it wasn't great. So I went to QVC and I told them that I couldn't stay and that this was going to be it. And they were completely shocked and horrified and they didn't want that to happen and they kept calling and I finally had a long conversation with the head of the home division. And so we started again. But that's where I was. It was my doing. I'm really adamant about the quality and the look and the color. and I want it to be something you'd be proud of. I used to say when I was first on QVC and I did fashion, I used to tell the audience, I can't give you a purse from Bergdorf Goodman because it will be too much money. But I can try and make one that looks like that for a hell of a lot less. And I was very proud of the fact I could do that. And I feel the same way about home. I just needed to look a certain way and be a certain way. So you can have it forever and ever and ever. And I want it to be very reasonable because the fun of home, if it's really reasonable and it's stylish, is that you can change it out a lot. You know, it's like a wardrobe. Imagine if you only had two outfits and you had to wear them, you know, every day, every other day. It's not fun then. You get really sick of it. Well, you get sick of your home, too, and it's fun to be able to buy a couple of new pillows, a throw, maybe a new rug. If I can sell you a rug for under $100, a big rug, wow. So it was a terrible choice. Vivian, you know, went under the table when I was saying I was quitting. She couldn't even face it. She was so nervous. And um, I can imagine that everybody at QVC was the same way because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sure that I was going to quit. I'm celebrating my 20th year with QVC. You know, I've been there a long time, and it saddened me. What happened was I now have some new vendors. I have different product, some things I've gone out and seen and loved and thought my audience would love. So I'm very excited about these new shows coming up this year. I just finished fall. What's coming for fall? Oh, it's so exciting and beautiful and you know, things that I myself would absolutely put in my home and do. A lot of the things I make are in my home. Not my early 17th century home, but sure. my apartment in New York and my basement, everybody knows, is my Ralph Lauren room. So I <laughs> I, I put them down there. <laughs> I love the look of the show. I think it really looks rich and traditional and fits in it binds together all kinds of things that people already have in their house, adds drama. So I have such a good time doing it. I really do. So I'm very happy to be back, very. You know, I'm a creative person, and so I know as a creative person, it must make you nuts when Mm -hmm. this outlet is taken away from you, however temporarily. It does. And the other part of it that makes you so nuts, if something comes in, I have to reject it if I don't like it. And these are vendors that I've known for a long time, and and you know, and I break their back trying to get the prices <laughs> down, and I'm and now I'm saying no, I can't, I won't do it. What do you mean? So I feel bad. 
I feel bad for them because to work with me is to be family to me. So it was hard on a thousand levels. And do they work with and you or do they fight you? Both. They'll try and convince me it should be one way. And I always say the same thing. <laughs> hey, you could be so right, but I can only do what I do. I can only do what I do, what I believe in. And if it doesn't sell, the audience doesn't like it, hey, I'm the one that's going to go down and play. <laughs> but if I believe you, and I don't really like it, but I believe like you, so I go in your direction, and it goes down in flames, then I want to kill you. <laughs> because I should have stayed with what I knew was right. So I've always felt that way. I don't expect every item to be a slam dunk. But at least I've picked it. Sure. I own it. It's, and it's your it's vision. what I did. It's my vision. At least then if I fail... I fail on my watch, not someone else's. Sure. So for me, that works for me. It always has. You know, I remember once, you want to hear a really funny story? Sure. I was doing a scene, and it literally was, I'll never eat dirt again in Gone with the Wind. Remember when she picks up the dirt <laughs> of the land, and I'll never be hungry again. <laughs> well, the writers of Another World created a scene like that for Felicia. <laughs> and I hated it. I hated the scene. I just thought it was hokey the way the director was directing me, and he convinced me it was great. Convinced me, because I was really, and I never get into a brawl with people. I just go, please, I just don't, I'm not comfortable. You really think this works? You do? You want me to pick up the dirt and then draw, like she did? You really want me to do this? Oh, you have no idea how effective this is going to be. And you can do it, Linda. You have the ability to pull this off. So I listened to him, and I did it. I did the scene the way he said. I finished the scene, and I went, it sucked. This can't have worked. This just sucked. No, 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 no. I find out later that he had theater tickets, and it was the end of the day. And by some fluke, because I never watch myself, a lot of actors feel that way. It doesn't help me to watch myself. If anything, it would make me get out of the business. So I'm better off not watching me. But one day when this thing aired, I walked by the TV and a woman who worked for us had it on. And I stopped. I went, oh, here's that stupid scene. (laughs) And I watched it. That week, I went back to work on a day where this same director... And I walked right up to him, and I said, I will never (laughs) listen to one bit of advice you give me ever again, ever. You had theater tickets, didn't you, you putz? And you sold me down the river, and I looked like such a jerk. It was bad enough the way it was written, but you made it even worse, and oh, I have to live with it. I was so upset with him, and I didn't listen to him after that. I just didn't. I didn't trust him. So, you know, it's a funny little story. In retrospect, it's funny, and I suppose most people would say, who cares? But you know what? I think it makes you good if you care. I think it makes you good no matter what it is you're doing. You know, it's your if face, you it's care. your name. It doesn't matter whose I idea name, it was. My name, my product, whatever that is. It can be sure. a bowl. It can be a piece of jewelry. It can be a scene in anything. It's my work. It's who I am. Sure. My name is stamped on it. And I care about it. I care about, you know, that I don't lie and that I'm truthful and all those things. So this was hard leaving QVC. And Vivian couldn't believe I was going to actually do it. But I was so crazy 
in that period of time with the stuff that was coming in badly. Oh my god. And we you know, after a while what happens is you run out of time. And if you run out of time and you can't get these things approved and you don't approve them, there's no time to make more. Sure. You're just you're in trouble. It's over. And I said, I can't. This is too hard. I can't do this. But then, you know, I found new people and the old people are coming along. <laughs> so we're trying. We're trying. We'll see. So give me a sense of what's new in the collection this time. Are there any new standout pieces? What's interesting is I never thought, I always knew when I brought the mirrored square with the beveled, and it's so gorgeous, and it's so gorgeous. And I knew it was gorgeous, and I knew perceived value was so strong, because if I bought this in high-end department store, it would be a couple hundred dollars. Sure. And I sold it for like under 40 and it's heavy and it's gorgeous and you can use it a million ways. I've already almost sold all of them out before I even go on Thursday because I, I keep bringing them back. I told everyone from the very beginning when I first sold this item, I said, you know what, I'm going to keep these in stock because I know you're going to get this home and you're going to go, darn, why didn't I buy two of these? And that's what people started to do. So that's coming back, I hope, if it hasn't been sold out. There's a mirrored sconce a few shows back, or oh, maybe even a year and a half ago. I did a round one, and it's a copy of an 18th century sconce from my period that I collect. And now I've done it in a square. It's very interesting. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. What else do I have? I have, don't even have my sheet in front of me. I've got my head wrapped around what's in fall because I just had that meeting this week. Let me think. I have new pillows. I love, love, love these pillows. They're called Stella Knot Pillows. Looks just like silk. They're beautiful. And I have it in a pale, pale sage. And I have a rug that's a big, broad paisley with that same pale sage. It is so beautiful that people should change a room to have this rug. <laughs> And this pillow and the throw that I've brought back in sage and in an off-white. Oh, my God. They're so gorgeous. They are so gorgeous. I'm very excited about that. You know, I'm dealing with 60, 70 pieces all the time. I've got a clock. I've got a big, giant clock. You know, they love my clock. Of course. Clock. You've always got to have a dramatic clock. Yeah. I have a very big sage green, kind of weathered in places clock. Wow. Fabulous. And what it has on the very front is my family crest. You mentioned you don't expect every piece to be a grand slam. You know those. No, I those, wish. Uh, you know those yeah. those trunks with drawers. That was a grand slam. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves those. Yeah, they love and, those. And you know, I'm not so sure when you first introduced those way back when you that you knew how popular those would end up being. I did. Are, are you ever stunned by people's reactions to some of these pieces? Yes, I am. And there's no way to ever know. I defy any designer to really know. It's just hard. I think something's fabulous, and I spend the same amount of time on each and every piece. So I'm shocked that some things just go. They just blow out, and others don't, and I never know why. When I first brought out the stacking tables, the little ones you know, yeah, put sure. on, your, on your table, I couldn't believe how the audience really got it. They understood what those were and how to use them. Because, well, I show them how to use them. I don't know that them, I'm ready for them. You know, they believed me. And I've gotten, oh, my God, I've gotten thousands of emails and letters about those little stacking tables because they use them every time they have a buffet, every time they have a dinner party. They use them under the tree at Christmas. I mean, they are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. 
So I get very excited when those things happen. It's like when I first started with have, QVC and I did jewelry and scarves, and people would walk up to me and say, do you see what I have on? And it would be a <laughs> scarf or a necklace or something. And I'd go, ah, oh, that's so great. Oh, my God, you bought it. Thank you. Because I don't know, really, unless you write to me. Sure. Unless you walk up to me. When I did the books, I used to have people, one woman in particular was so cute. She was at Bed Bath & Beyond, and I walked in, and she went, oh, look, look. She drug, drug out of her purse, living great. And <laughs> I said, oh, you you walk around with it? Oh, my God, yes. I don't buy anything until I look it up. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm so glad it's helping you. And I said, what are you buying in here? She said, I'm looking to buy, I don't know, like a throw. I said, okay, have you found one you like? I think. I said, I'll go with you. Let me look at it. I'll tell you what I think. Okay. And I did. (laughs) People are very dear. They're very generous. It's a way of life, and I think people are very receptive. I do. You know, I I told you this years ago, but that that clock table that you had years ago, I bought that, and... I know you did. In the in the last year, we've redone the front room of our house. Right. We've we've had floor to ceiling bookshelves put in, kind of wrapping right. around the entire room, and that clock oh, table is in there, and it's fabulous. it's the most dramatic, it's the most gorgeous. Oh, thing. it is. I'm working on doing another one coming up, maybe in the fall if I can get one I like. Yeah. It is staggeringly beautiful. It is. You know, it is. And it's such a unique and piece. I mean, it's one of those. It's a conversation yeah. starter. You know, and that's the deal, and I think that's why people buy my giant clocks. Because it does what I said it's going to do. It's going to put drama into whatever room you put it in. You bet. And people are going to go, whoa, that's fabulous. Where did you get that? Exactly. And I think it's very important that we don't just do what our neighbor does. I think you need to think outside the box a little bit. I'm not saying do bizarre I'm just saying do some drama here or there. Do your traditional and then give it a pop with something. It's so fun when you do that. And people will notice. They do. And you'll notice. Sure. You'll walk you into will that notice. room. And, it'll, and it'll put be... a smile on your face. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. Yeah. And since all of us are spending more time at home because nobody has any money left, it's important that that home speaks of you. And makes you feel comfortable and happy and safe and all those things. And pretty. Nothing wrong with being pretty. You know, I can tell you as an owner of more than one of those pieces that a lot of us thoroughly missed the Christmas collection this year. Please tell me that this was just a, a temporary hiccup and that that will be continuing. It was a hiccup. I'm coming back with Christmas. <laughs> Very good. I have two things that are going to be made. Oh, my God, they are so charming. You're just, you're going to have to buy them. I know you are. <laughs> I've also hooked up with Mr. Christmas, who's very successful on QVC, and they're doing a lot of things for me. I had that meeting this week, too. So it's really fun. There are a lot of new people that are overseeing my collection, new buyers. We have a new director. I'm so fond of all of them already. I've threatened them. If they ever leave, I will hunt them down. <laughs> Because we're having a really good time, and they seem to understand me. We're all on the same page. I want to do a grouping of four wreaths, which you'll get one, and then in three months you'll get another one. And they're for this, you know, all of the seasons. Wow. And I brought in some wreaths from a company that I absolutely adore, that I buy from, and I had them pare them down to make them less money. 
And my buyer said, no, let's not pare them down. Let's make them more money because they're so gorgeous. Wow. I said, should I lick your face or what color do you want the car? I mean, it's so shocking to have someone say that to me because it's always about the price. But, you know, there are things you pay for what you get. Absolutely. And I'm such a firm believer in that. I'm not talking about being crazy. I'm talking about at least you'll pay a little more and you'll really get something. You'll get something fabulous. I'm sure you know the name Nate Burke, as he was Oprah's in-house designer forever. Very and, nice man. And he's yeah. just done in the last year a, a line of of decor accessories for Target, and oh, and yes. you know some of those. I mean, there's picture frames and there's sheet sets and there's all kinds of things, and and right, you know right. it's some of it is stunningly beautiful. Have you ever considered doing something like that, a bit more um, on a mass scale than than what you do on QVC, obviously? Than on QVC. But have we you ever talk about it? I haven't really done anything like it yet. But it's certainly something Viv and I bat around. And it would have to be the right place. It would have to have the right feel for me. I've even thought about doing a shopping catalog on my own website and sell, you know, things from a dollar to $1,000 and be able to really have a diverse and very special website. But I haven't done that yet. I haven't done it. You know, all these things take a lot of time and thought and work and, you know. So it means giving up Frasier altogether. And that would be tragic for both Frasier and me. You know, a little birdie we both know, speaking of television, you know, a little birdie we both know told me to make sure I ask you about the television show that is all the rage right now. And, of course, the first time I saw it, I immediately thought oh. of you. You must literally be in hog heaven whenever you turn on the television to Downton Abbey. I can't even, I have no words. Man, for me not to have words is really saying something. I mean, all the clothes, all the designs, all the architecture, it's so so delightfully British. It's just right up your alley. And it's so beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Oh, my God. I mean, it's the most... And I mean this, and I'm I'm old, and I've been around a long time, and seen I've seen everything. I have never seen a television series this magnificent ever. This is, I'll tell you something. I went to see the Glenn Close movie where she played the man Butler. Do you remember that film? Oh that she yeah, did yeah, a couple yeah, years ago. Albert I've forgotten Nob, the yeah, name. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Knopf. And her production value that they created in that film was the same period as Downton Abbey's. Now, keep in mind, that was a feature film. Sure. This television series is so far better than what they created in a feature film. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. And I wait patiently. I don't answer the phone. I have them all on tape. I go back after the third season airs. You know, it's this Sunday night, which is sure. tragic that it's over. Um, I will go back and start from the first one and watch it all over again because there's always something I, I'm seeing for the first time, always. But you're right. I love the I love the house, the castle. Oh my God, I love the clothes. I love everything. The about accents. It. I mean, it's all just so oh, delightfully. They are so delicious. They are so <laughs> delicious. I have a feeling I know precisely what you're going to say, but uh, tell me why that. I mean, you know, these masterpiece theater shows have been around forever and a day. Why has mm-hmm. this one taken such hold in the culture? Why does this one work? Uh, for I such think a mass I audience? think there's two re- three reasons really. Well, maybe four. The production is unbelievable, like I said. The actors are 
unbelievable. It's so beautifully cast. Oh my God! There's not one of those actors and those characters I'm that I don't like. Room. Even the ones I'm not supposed to like, I like. <laughs> For that big a cast, that's almost an impossibility. And yet, if you talk to any fan of Downton Abbey, they would all tell you the same thing. I think the attention to detail is extraordinary, really extraordinary. And the fact that it's two different classes. You have the downstairs, all the servants, and then you've got the hierarchy upstairs, all of the, you know, lords and and whatever they all are. And I think because this is key now for me, if you'll notice when you're watching it, they're very short scenes, and it keeps clipping along. You go back and forth, and you're always, you're always, you're never bored. There's no scene that's ever boring. You love the pace of it. That's what I think is so key about it. It's a soap, is what I think. It's just the best damn soap ever made. That's what it is. It's a soap. And when daytime started to do longer scenes, I mean really long, where you could fall asleep in the middle of it, even if you were the actor in it, uh, I think it gets boring. This is the perfect soap. You really want to write a letter to Julian Fellows and say, were you a soap fan of <laughs> American soaps? Because it's shot and it's done like a soap opera. And it's the best one ever. I mean, you can't wow. even compare the two. That's why it's almost laughable when I say that. <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. Do you hear Maud? Yes, I do. She's barking at Mabel because she wants Mabel to play with her. How funny. And Mabel doesn't even look at her. She turns her head away and lets the little one go crazy. Yeah, it's a routine they do that several times a day. So annoying, but so cute. You know, I, I don't want to dampen the mood here, but you mentioned Newtown, and, you know, I know you live in Connecticut, yeah. and you spent a great deal of your time there. How right, are you guys I don't live there? that far. I don't live far. How are you guys coming to terms with the awful tragedy? I mean, I, not, not, it will never be forgotten, ever. How could it be? And um, it's, we, you still, you still talk about it. You still talk about it. I gave a big party. I give a big party every Christmas. And I, I was certain that it would have a cloud over it because it was not too long after the shooting. And it didn't, thank God. People were able to come and eat and laugh and talk among themselves. But it affected everyone. You know, my town here had a, a mass, and we lit candles for these children and the teachers and the families. Everyone talked about it for, oh, my God. And still, we're still talking about it. It always comes up because it was so difficult to hear and to see on the news. You just can't get your head around it. It's so sad that it's painful, and you worry about the families, and it was right before Christmas, and you knew the parents probably had bought all of these children presents. and I mean, the whole thing makes you sick to your stomach. And, you know, I'm you sure just, it happened in other states, too. Oh, listen, you know, I'll tell you, I grew up in small towns my entire life. I mean, my high school graduating class had 37 people in it, including me. Yeah. You know, the town had 2,000. That's 000, small. And, That's really small. <laughs> you know, I went to That's school like non-existent. Who, <laughs> you know, That's I went to funny. school with some folks who we all knew were a little off in the head, that they just were for whatever reason, and, you know, everybody knew it. And, and yeah. you know, it's just by the grace of God, I think, that my town or your town or any one right. of 100,000 towns have not had to go through what these poor right. people had to endure, right. burying 20-some children. You can't stop someone who is mentally ill. You just can't. I mean, I don't understand why his mother had those guns in the house, knowing her boy 
had problems. And that clearly she knew. Everybody in town knew. Clearly she knew, right. That's really unforgivable and stupid, really stupid. But, you know, kills her. And then I heard on one of the shows that he killed these babies because he was jealous of them, because she loved them. And he thought she loved them more than him. But you see, if you're really troubled, those things start to make sense to you. Sure. And then you do crazy things. That was just awful, just really awful. And, you know, you try to put yourself in the shoes of the of the policeman and the firemen and the oh, the first responders who walked into this this oh, yeah. literal Had slaughter. to break through the door yeah. to get in to stop him. It's um, It was really... Probably what they said, the worst killing in the history of our country, because they were babies. And then someone, you know, I told you I lost my mo before Christmas, and someone sent me an email, and they said, I'll bet God took mo because those 20 beautiful babies need to have a puppy to play with. Is that sweet or what? I just, I started to cry when she sent that. I thought that was so sensitive and so beautiful. And, you know, I think of that very often about my Mo, that he's in heaven playing with those babies. <laughs> Mo is so sweet and so charming. Ah, and now that he feels good, <laughs> he'd be a great puppy. So. You know, this this gun thing, are, uh, are you a political person at all? I mean, are there issues that just raise your ire and impel you to speak your mind and speak out? Sometimes, yes. I don't I'm not supposed to talk politically or because that's like a no-no in my business. Of course, sure. But, you know, there's two sides to this gun thing. And the what's going on right now with Obama, um the far right is worried about taking away our liberties and changing the constitution. And that we've gone to war over and over and over again. Sure. For the right to have that constitution. So that's a very big deal. And, of course, their argument is, and it's really true, if you are a troubled soul, you're going to kill people no matter what. The bad guys are always going to get guns. I saw a thing, I think it was in Canada or Australia, where they took away all the guns of the private sector. Nobody had a gun. And the crime rate rose because they knew nobody in their houses had guns, (laughs) I guess. And they were talking against it. But I haven't read enough yet. This will be a very hard thing for him to try and push through because of the civil liberties that people hold dear. And it's not because, see, what I hate is, I hate all the rhetoric that goes on because it's so it's so not true. If I say the, this cheese is yellow and you say it's black, you know, who am I supposed to believe? And the it problem is no everybody wants their me. 10 minutes on television. Everybody wants their soapbox. I, I guess. Everybody. And I, it, I just think I think it's all politics as usual. And nobody really ever knows what the real truth is. Or they read the jacket of a book and then now this is how they feel. I have friends like that who spout something that they never even bother to look at the other side to see what the differences are. Because if someone doesn't want restrictions on guns, there has to be a reason. There has to be not because he wants to blow people away. There has to be a reason. And these assault weapons, how they ever got into the hands of the common folk, I have no idea. Sure. I don't understand why anybody has one. 
unless you're at war. Why would you need that? To do what? But how you're going to stop a man, a troubled, ill man, walking into a school because he's pissed off that his mother liked the children better than him and he kills 20 children, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you keep the crazies, you know, I don't know how you get guns away from them. They all seem to be able to get whatever they want. I don't know what you do. I really don't. I wish I knew. Then I'd speak better about it all. (laughs) I'd know more about it. (laughs) Give me a scarf and I can tell you all about it. But not, not this. You know, I, I, personally, I don't have a problem. I mean, I have a lot of. I think a lot of issue with what Wayne Lapierre and some of his cronies have right. been saying. But you know, when he says the best defense against a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, I don't essentially have anything against that argument. But, but I, I know that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to find ways to keep bad guys exactly. from getting guns in the first Ex- place. Well, there's the whole push is to get something that stops the bad guys from getting them. Absolutely. They assault weapons, my God. You know, were you gonna go deer hunting with an assault rifle? Why? You know, we must talk about soaps for a bit. as I'm sure you know, one life and all my children are back on track yeah. after a few bumps in are the road. Are you excited? And, you know, I I'm i I'm a little cautious still, but I'm very excited. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm I'm still not quite fully believing that it's actually gonna happen, but I think so this time. <laughs> but I mean, it I seems think like, so. I know. It seems I like know Eric and Bobby time. are going. I don't. Do you know who's going on? I don't really. That's all I know is Eric and Bobby because I speak to them. Uh, in terms of one life, Hillary has signed on. Robin Strasser, Cassie has signed on. Oh, a lot of them then. Uh, yeah, a bunch of the, a bunch of the core. Erica, people. Erica signed on. And you know, I, I think it's time for Dr. Ray Cummings to finally, finally make her way home. You do, do you? <laughs> I don't, but thank you anyway. <laughs> so you know, we're filming in Connecticut. It just seems people, like the perfect time for you to People have been asking home. me that, and I go, mm, no, no, no. But thanks anyway. Um, what's your take on this? Is this the wave of the future? I mean, is this what's going to be? I think so. This is the way it's going to go for a lot of things. Look at House of Cards with Kevin Spacey. Sure. That you get on Netflix, and it's shot just like a movie or a, a series, beautifully shot, real quality. And you can only get it on Netflix. I mean, you can get it off Netflix and put it on your TV if you have all those things, whatever those are called, so you can see it on a TV. But that's how you have to go. You have to get it off Netflix. And I'm told by a lot of people, this is what's happening. This is what's coming. I know a lot of money went into this, so they're banking that it's going to be a huge success and the audience will come. And I'm hoping they're right. But if they get the characters, the audience will come. Of course. I mean, everybody's going to want to see Vicky and Dorian again. Everybody's going to want to see Bo and Nora. I mean, it's just... Yeah, no, it's great if all these characters come back. I'll watch. (laughs) I was told that they'd probably get three of the veterans, and then the rest of them nobody would know. Sure. And I wasn't sure how that would work. But if they can get as many as you just said for one life, they're golden. Absolutely. Because the audience will know who the show is. And it won't matter who they bring in to to, uh, populate the rest of the show, as long as those mainstays are there. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, you can can say whatever you will, but you'll never convince me that you don't miss it even a little bit, Linda Dano. You'll never convince me. What I miss? You know, you were too damn good at it for way too long, and you'll never convince me that you don't miss even a little bit of it. You know what? It's kind of part of my personality. I, um, 
I leave something really fabulous and wonderful and full of heart and love and friendships. And I miss that part of it a lot. My friends, the camaraderie, you know, the creativity, all that stuff. And I kind of put it in a very special place. I put it in this little book, this little box or book or whatever you want to call it, and I think about it and I think, oh, God, those are such great times. You know, and I see my friends, I see a lot of them still, and we have dinner, lunch, whatever. And I'm grateful I had it. But I can now move away and do other things, like the designing, you know, and enjoy other parts of my life that are equally as important to me. So I miss it, but I can always open up that book and sure. look at it sure. and remember it. And I love that. I love that. But I'm not I'm not an actor who is churning inside because I haven't got a job as an actor. <laughs> I don't even know if I really miss any acting, for that matter, because I'm so fulfilled creatively that, that's probably why. If I didn't have the creative arm of fashion and home, I probably would miss it more. But I get my rocks off <laughs> creating furniture and accessories, and you know, so I'm perfectly satiated. I remember when I saw Meryl Streep in Julie Julia, sure. and she played Julia Childs. Yeah. And I was with my friend Angela out in California, and I stood up and I said, I am never going to work again. I shouldn't be allowed to work. I should not be allowed to even say I'm an actress. It's over. I'm done. Because she was the way she always is. She's like there's Meryl Streep and then there's everybody else. Sure. Did you see her last year as Margaret Thatcher? I mean, the movie wasn't that great, but she was... You know, I didn't even know it was her when the movie began. She was a revelation. I did not recognize her. She was a revelation. She's just brilliant. The only thing wrong with Meryl Streep is because Hollywood expects it from her, she's only won three of these things. <laughs> she should have won 15 by now. I mean, she's just genius as an actress. She's just genius. But do you believe I said that? Oh, never, this, no, I can't even say I'm an actor. Oh, my God, after watching oh. this, what are you kidding? And then Margaret Thatcher on top. Oh, my God, so unbelievable. So unbelievable. Anyway. All right, my darling friend. You are so generous and sweet. I know you're that way with everyone. My darling, right back at you. Right back at you. Thank you. I can't wait for our next meeting. Absolutely. And we'll all be watching Thursday the 21st, my darling. Thursday the 21st, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So excited. I've been taught to say that, yes. (laughs) So I'm saying it, yes. And you heard the woman. She is back on QVC tomorrow afternoon, Thursday, February 21st, 2 p.m. Eastern and live across the country on television as well as streaming from QVC.com. So 2 p.m. Eastern, which means 11 a.m. Pacific time, and then live all across the country. So just check your local listings for the Linda Dano Home Collection on QVC. You know, I, I know I'm biased because I adore her, always have, always will, but I'll tell you, I own a number of these pieces, and you can hardly go wrong no matter which direction you turn with any of the Linda Dana Home Collection. And I want to thank Linda profoundly for coming back here one more time. It's always such a treat to talk to her. And I, of course, want to thank you for checking back in with Brandon the Buzz after such an interminable hiatus. If you're already listening, you know how to find the show, obviously. But in case you don't, three places online, blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz is home base for this show. It's Mission Control. 
Uh, from there, you can listen to the show. You can see what's coming up on the show. You can see what's been on the show. You can leave comments. You can send emails. It really is home base for Brandon's Buzz. Again, it's blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can also find me at my blog, brandonsbuzz.com. There at the top of any page is a blue button marked radio. You click that button. That takes you to a full radio archive. Every episode of Brandon's Buzz. This is episode number 91. This and the previous 90 all available in the radio archive at Brandon's Buzz. I'm also available on iTunes as a podcast. iTunes, guys. I'm on iTunes. Just type Brandon's Buzz in the iTunes Music Store search box. Scroll down to the podcast section. Click on my logo, the Puzzle Piece colorful logo. From there, that will take you to a full archive of all 91 episodes. You can subscribe and have new episodes automatically download to your library the minute they're uploaded to the store, or you can download individual archived episodes as a podcast for playback on the device of your choosing. So listen, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm all over the net. Google the words Brandon's Buzz or Bing the words Brandon's Buzz, and I swear to you, something will pop up that points you in my direction. And as always, I appreciate you guys coming in my direction. I appreciate you guys finding me and listening to me, and I hope you continue finding and listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, everybody out there. This is Eileen Kristen, and I have just been on Brandon's Buzz. This is a great show and a very sophisticated mind, so spread the word, Brandon's Buzz. This is Claire Massey from Tammy Show, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Great guy, great show. Check hey it out. Hey, guys, this is Brett Claywell from One Life to Live, and you're listening to Brandon's Buzz. Hi, this is Lynn Herring on Brandon's Buzz. It's the great entertainment talk show on now. Brandon, I love you. Thanks for having me. So if you feel that you just can't take it, and your world isn't what it seems, don't forget that life can be what you make it. Better when you live on a street of dreams. Hey, this is Nia Peoples, and you're with Brandon Buzz, the place to be. Hi, everybody. This is Nicholas Walker. Merci à vous tous. Écoutez Brandon Buzz sur Blog Talk Radio. Bonsoir et à très bientôt. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.